Welcome to Diva Worship. Here I am. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi. Uh, welcome to Diva Worship, where we dish, dissect, and defend our divas. My name is Alan Darby. Um, this first episode is going to be me uh, introducing myself to anyone who doesn't know me yet, although I assume like the 12 of you that are actually listening are friends, family, or hopefully family. Oh, gosh. If nobody listens, that'd be kind of disappointing but here we are here I am so you know it's I'm gonna I'm gonna timestamp this one you know it's 12 25 a.m <laughs> it's it's a little after midnight I finally got some quiet I've got my dog on my bed behind me he's licking uh, his paws I need to take him to the vet probably for a checkup um but here I am um hi <laughs> Hi. So, hi. My name's Alan Darby. I'm an actor, a singer, a director, a choreographer, a writer, uh, and a current MFA student at American Conservatory Theater's MFA program. Uh, I already said MFA, didn't I? Gosh, (laughs) I'm nervous. This is so funny that I'm nervous just talking to a microphone in my room with headphones on like a kind of silly person. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this so this episode is just me introducing myself. Um, so uh, firstly, to introduce myself, um, I am non-binary. I use they, them pronouns. For those of you who don't know, that means I don't identify as solely male or solely female. I identify as both or neither or somewhere in between. Um, and uh, even though I was, I, I was uh, assigned male at birth. You'll hear me sometimes say AMAB or AFAB. That's what that means. Assigned male at birth, assigned female at birth. Um, but anyway, that's, uh, that's so technical and it's so boring. It's really all just a way of me saying like, I'm effeminate, I'm queer, I'm gay, uh, get used to it or get the fuck out, you know, like get over it. Like I'm fabulous. You know it, you love it. Like, like worship me like the diva I am. Anyway, and and so this is so anyway, that leads me into my next thing. This is a podcast where we celebrate femininity and uh, that's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to explain a little bit of the beginnings of this podcast. So when I was a young child, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, when I was a, C, a junior in college at USC, um, so that was oh, goodness, that was a while ago. Um but anyway, when I was a junior in college at USC, um, there's this class called Writing 340. At least there was. I don't know. A lot of things change over there. Um, they don't change fast enough, you do, if you ask me. Um, but uh, I was there's this class called Writing 340, and I was always really nervous as a writer um, uh, in my writing, especially then because just, you know, family stuff. And my mom always kind of told me, you know, that... Uh, I, I could work on my writing. Um, it always came from a place of love, though, and, you know, sending love to her now. Um, but anyway, so there was this class called Writing 340, and it was about persuasive writing, yada, 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 blah, 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 boring, 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 BS, BS, BS. Um, but I decided for my final paper for that class to write a paper on divas. And, you know, me, this, like, little queer kid, you know, studying theater and, like, musical theater and learning my my time steps. And then I'm in this class with these beautiful, like, USC is notorious for having, like, the most beautiful students ever. Um, I was in this class with, like, very smart people and very beautiful people. And some were kind of, like, tools, um, like, 
you know, some of the engineering students who just had no social skills and were kind of rude. Um, but anyway, we had to submit our first drafts for this paper and I did, and I was really nervous and people liked it. And I was like, what? Really? Oh, okay, cool. Like this is, this is interesting. So in that paper, I defended how divas and diva ship or diva hood, whatever, you know, the entomology or semantics of that is, um, they're vital to culture because they push art forward by demanding greatness from themselves and from the masses as divas should. And we idolize divas, you know, like even the word itself, the, the word diva, it's derived from the Latin word for goddess. You know, you think deus, you know, that's easily moves into de, deva, into diva. Um, I don't know. I'm not a linguist, guys. Just leave me alone. Um, but anyway, it has gone through further definitions, this word diva, um, so it's gone through the definition of meaning a female opera singer, typically a soprano or soprano, however you want to be douchey and say it, <laughs> um, to a pop diva, you know, we all know those, a Beyonce, a Britney, a Gaga, Adele, you know, name the, like the countless divas we have, all the way to, you know, the current definition that we have, and I really don't like it. Well, I, I do and I don't. But the current definition we have is a self-important person who is temperamental and difficult to please, parentheses, typically used of a woman, and parentheses. So I'll say it again. Quote, a self-important person who is temperamental and difficult to please, parentheses, typically used of a woman, parentheses, end quote. So I disagree... Je disagree with uh, the connotation of this definition, but not necessarily with the content. And so let's break it down. So a self-important person usually means they're self-made. And if they're not self-made, they're usually self-sustained. And if they're not self-sustained, then they usually uh, have money or influence to get them a buy, which they generally got from years of hard work. And it's not easy to achieve. So that's one. Temperamental. Uh, haven't we all lost our cools at inopportune moments? I know I have, and I'm an adult, and I can say that without shame. We're in a post-shame society, or at least we should be. People. <laughs> I just picture somebody walking around with this in their headphones, and then they hear me say that, and they're just like, God, shut up and get to the point, Darby. Um, so I've lost my cool at inopportune times, and divas have too. But generally, I wouldn't say they lose their cool any more than, like, anybody else does, truly. Um, you know, only, you know, they're surrounded by people demanding greatness of them, and maybe they just want to take a break. Um, and, you know, now, like, with the... Now people can, like, easily, easily like, see someone do something, like, that we would call, quote-unquote, diva behavior, and then they can tweet about it. Um, sorry, my shoulder just popped. <laughs> my bad. Um, okay, next part of the definition, difficult to please. Another way of saying they don't accept mediocrity. Come on. Like, I, I don't accept mediocrity and neither should you. And like, some people, to some people, mediocrity is their best. Actually, no, I totally disagree with that. Like, if you, if you're act actually doing your best, it wouldn't be mediocre. You know what I mean? I'm going to stand by that. And I think divas see that, and a good diva can usually smell that out. If somebody is not doing their best, they'll be like, no, don't want you in my camp. And then someone will be like, well, fuck you. I can't believe you did that. It's like, no, actually, they're just, like, standing up for, like, how good they are. And then the last part, um, typically used of a woman. Typically used of a woman. 
Now, girl, you got it. That's just sexist. Come on. Like, don't even pretend. Don't even pretend. We can't, we can't say that. Uh, we can't. Yeah. So here's the thing. This is not a podcast solely about dismantling the patriarchy, though that's part of it. <laughs> um, but it, it, you know, this is a podcast about celebrating femininity and the talented artists and just freaking goddesses that we worship because of their talent. Now, uh, speaking of worshiping these goddesses, what a word. You know, we worship singers, actors, comics, entrepreneurs, reality show stars. And we also, as we're worshiping them, we do protect them. Like, I can't tell you the number of times I've been in a, like, at a dinner party, you know, smoking a, a foot-long cigarette and drinking champagne and caviar. And, you know, somebody, like, I'll say something or somebody else will say something about some diva or pop star. And all of a sudden, like, someone will, like, clutch their pearls it's a, it's a gay dinner party also just picture it you know it's hazy gems pearls and like crystal chandeliers and mirrors everywhere and you know they clutch their pearls like what did you just say about britney spears or what did you say about lady gaga for me it's what did you say about audrey mcdonald usually usually for me it's like you don't know who audrey mcdonald is excuse me how dare you um and so this moment happens and then everyone has to like either walk on eggshells or someone like truly won't give a fuck and they'll just be like, yeah, I said it, get over it. And it's just like, and then, you know, I'm like butthurt the rest of the night. But this, this, this phenomenon of like protecting a diva and feeling like defensive for this diva, it, it, it just fascinates me. So I have a segment in the show, every episode called Defend Your Diva, where the guest will like either tell a moment for when they like had to defend their diva or they will like like remember it or they will like say what they wanted to say to that person like you know staircase wit sort of thing of like well if that person had actually known anything you know something like that it's going to be very very fun um you know it's it's very fun then you know also come on like now we're getting to the meat of it you know the 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 okay i'm rambling now it's not lost on me that queer divas or queer people are responsible for a lot of divas fame. Let me say that again. A, like queer people help elevate a lot of divas and their fame. We elevate and we idolize the divine feminine since time immemorial. Like, you know, first it was the opera stars of the day and then it what it moved on to you know jazz and rap i'm not going to go through the music his, music history lesson i don't care but gay people love their divas like even just since the 80s you know you look at madonna and then you look at the gagas and you look at the beyonce's you all of it, like i've said before we've always been there we've always loved seeing a queen just embody fabulousness like that's what drag also is like the celebration of the celebration of femininity you think of ball culture like you think of pose just like watching a beautiful woman be beautiful and just like own it just fucking fucking own it come on like that's what we that's what we love unless you know you're so listen, terrible, and I don't know, part of like a right-wing conspiracy, I don't care. Like, I don't even want you in my brain right now. So 
we've we, we love seeing a queen like i said embody fabulousness you know be it in music or acting or fashion or business think about like the real housewives you know what i mean like the the lgbt community lgbtqiaa plus community stands we just stand like just in general we just stand but society like i was getting to this society namely the patriarchy also likes to tear down divas they like to tear them down and you know queer people do too i'm we're not blameless in this you know we tear divas down too uh, like queer people we are quick to double tap that like we are quick to buy a ticket to go see adele and you know then we're also quick to bash you know like you see adele like and when you know i'm thinking recently she had a facebook or an instagram picture where she lost a lot of weight and then everyone had to say something about it and it's like leave the woman alone she's fabulous leave her alone like let her live her life um so i've I've thought of an analogy for this you know we love like people love a sports car like i like a lamborghini i would never buy a lamborghini because you know the environment and like i'll never be able to afford that but like like a lamborghini is a sexy car everybody loves a sexy car they also love to watch a car crash and burn when you can't take your eyes away you know there's nothing like you think about a judy garland who like was like the the most famous woman and singer and most like incredible performer and gay people like you kind of love watching them crash and burn you know you think about a britney when she shaved her head you think about a Lindsay lohan you know you think about when amanda Bynes, like and there's so many more I can't even think of, like where we love to watch them rise and we love to watch them just like swan dive down. There's nothing, there's nothing more thrilling. And I don't say this lightly. I don't say it. I don't even say it like comically. It's just like a phenomenon. Like there's nothing more thrilling than watching a supernova become a black hole. You know what I mean? And like every diva has haters and truly no diva has escaped this. Like every diva has had bad press, paparazzi and internet trolls, just people trying to tear them down. And sometimes the the haters win and it's really sad and it's really terrible. And yet, here's the thing, fam. These divas still thrive. There's like, there's never a shortage. The checks keep clearing and they're still fabulous. There's so many. And that does say something about the, like, consumerism of our culture of just, like, oh, well, you know, don't like one, then we can get another one. But also that, like, I don't, like, there's so many to choose from, like, the vast genres of just in music divas. Like, you look at a Nicki Minaj, you look at a Diana Ross, you look at a Beyonce, you look at a Britney Spears, you look at a Lady Gaga, you look, and then not even thinking about Broadway divas, you look at a Patti LuPone, you look at an Audra, you look at a Bernadette Peters, you know, or my friend Taylor Ramon Jones coming up diva. She's going to be embarrassed that I put that in this episode, but you know, she's a diva and she's, she's on her way because she's a fucking star. Um, but you look at this vast array of like, they're all, it's truly apples and oranges. You can't compare them. You know what I mean? Like they're still fabulous. They're still here, and I just, I just, I just fucking love that about them. So I swear I'm getting to the end of this. I'm not going to keep you here forever. But um, 
So anyway, after I graduated, blah, 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 you know, life goes on, life happens. And, you know, you'll learn about me and uh, if you don't know already, but, you know, I moved back to San Francisco. And then about four years ago, my friend Brooke, uh, who's going to be in an episode, she and I decided to make a podcast called Living La Diva Loca, <laughs> where we we do we did a ton of research to do an expose each week on a different diva. And it was so fun. I loved diving in. And like exploring each divas, specifically their music. So we did like one on Eartha Kitt, one on Bar- uh, um, Bette Midler. We were starting to do one on Margaret Cho. And we just didn't, we like didn't really get it out there. We didn't like publish it anywhere. You know, we were like, we were just, you know, like dicking around really. Um, or like fucking around. <laughs> God, I need to think of a, like fooling around. <laughs> just, you know, you know. Anyway, so we didn't really publish them, and then Brooke went to Europe for a few months, and then she moved to New York with her boyfriend, Nick, who's now her fiancé, and they're still... Oh, I love them so much. Oh my gosh, they have a little dog now named Louise. I just, I just, I absolutely adore them. They're just such good people. They're so nice, like, I, like and we, we became friends because we took an acting class together, and I t- told, like, somebody asked, like, we were had to say something about ourselves at the beginning of class, and I remember saying well, what do you like? Somebody said, what do you like to do for fun? I was like, oh, well, you know, I like to watch Drag Race and knit. And I remember her like tilting her head back and like smiling and just going like, yes, it was, it's so specific to me. Or maybe she cackled. I don't know. But anyway, so, so we did this, we started living La Diva Loca. We never really finished it. And, you know, it kind of like fizzles out a little bit. Um, and so after that, I was like, you know, I got into grad school I and I, after four years of trying, and so I didn't really, but you, know, you can listen to any of the other podcasts I've been on where I talk about my journey there, but I didn't really think I would do a podcast again, you know, maybe like years down the road, I'd like maybe do something or whatever. Um, then, you know, during my second year in grad school, almost a little bit more than halfway through, the COVID-19 pandemic hit, you know, you all know what I'm talking about. We're all in it now. And the world changed. The world fucking changed. You know what I mean? Like Miss Rona, the biggest diva of them all. She's altered our timeline. This diva has changed everything. She's one diva I would like to see go away. And yet, you know, she's not going anywhere. You know, even that diva just stays around. Fucking beast. I would use the other B word, but I know people uh, who don't like that word, and I'm trying my best to uh, delete it from my lexicon. Um, But yeah, Miss Rona, just fuck off, you know what I mean? And the metaphor sticks, you know? She's still here. She still thrives. Anyway, so we're all stuck inside to keep the vulnerable safe, and we're all going through a depression, and then these George Floyd protests are happening, and the the protests for Breonna Taylor, and the countless Black women, uh, Toyin Salau, and non-binary people, who are these uprisings, which I fully support because truly, like, Black lives matter, Black trans lives matter, Black NB lives matter. It it makes I I do not understand anyone who disagrees with me. Anyway, small diatribe, but it's important. Like, it, it you know, I, I, I just don't even have words because it makes no sense to me how anyone could be against this movement, and yet they are. Because this movement is important, it is essential, and I fully support people who in any way, shape, or form that they 
need to. I have donated more money than I, I probably logistically should, but truly don't care at this point because it's helping out people who need it. So anyway, all that to say, I swear my, my brain, it, I, I think I said this to a friend the other day where my brain is like a pinball machine, but the ball will always come back to the little flipper, I swear. Um, that like these moments are really fucking heavy, you know? It's hard to find joy. It's hard to find anything to smile about. You know what I mean? And so I, I've been recording these episodes, like spoiler alert, I've, like, I've pre-recorded a few episodes and they've brought me joy. And so that's what I want to do with this podcast. I like it's a it's a moment with my friends to laugh, have fun, connect, reconnect with people who I haven't talked to in years, um, and then new people who I'm going to interview, um, and a chance to celebrate beauty, celebrate talent, celebrate joy celebrate the feeling that we get when someone moves us to our core and like changes our body chemistry and changes our our, our muscles and our bones you know like like I'm, I'm like just thinking about all, like if you're in a broadway show and someone sings something and you just like you feel it and you're changed the first time you listen the first time i listen to like an adele album and you just you're changed you know that's what i want to talk about that moment that that time that like and that that just like the 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 metamorphosis that queer people and women and all people of all genders and sexualities they experience when a diva truly fucking changes their fucking life that's what i want to talk about that's what i want to connect with i'm snapping my fingers is probably ruining the take and i don't care just cuz this this is a time of radical change happening right now it's so important it is essential to have this change happen. And it's also essential to have fun, find joy, and remember these moments and to truly just connect with someone and have fun. You know what I mean? So all that to say, how long have I been recording and boring you all? 20, 22 minutes. My goodness. And you stuck through it all. Here's, here's what I have to say. This podcast, it's a podcast to celebrate to defend, to and to just uplift these divas and to uplift ourselves. It's just a chance to gab. It's a chance to spill tea. It's a chance to, to, to just have fun and be sassy and feminine and queer and just live our best lives. So, my guests are going to include some some Broadway actors. Hopefully, no, 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 they'll they'll be here. I trust you. I trust um, some singer songwriters, some drag queens, some other actors, some performers, some like queer people who are just like with it and in the know and just know more than me about a lot of shit. And my MFA classmates and my friends from childhood. There's going to be so many people. Um, each of them is going to tell me about their favorite diva and defend them to their very last breath. And y'all, I mean. Sorry, I just burped. <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend that didn't happen. Um, y'all, the, the thank you for thank you for listening in. I please uh, rate five stars. Give a uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever this podcast is showing up because I had to do a lot of work to get listed on a lot of those places. Um, and uh, give me a five star review and tune in next week, the week after, and. 
I hope you'll enjoy. I've had so much fun talking to my friends and it's it, it just it just brings me so much joy and I hope it brings it to you too. Um, stay safe out there, drink water, and uh, come worship your diva with us. I'll see you soon. Diva Worship is a podcast hosted by me, Alan Darby. My cover art was created by Jose Hernandez. You can follow him at j.c.art. He's brilliant. Give him a follow. I, the creator of this podcast, believe Black Lives Matter. Dreamers belong here. Trans women are women, trans men are men, and non-binary people are themselves. Ableism is bullshit. If your space or event is not accessible for all people, it is not a space I want to occupy. Also, I acknowledge that the land on which I record this podcast is located on the occupied territories of the Ohlone people and the coastal Miwok. That's it. Drink water, stay safe, and remember to defend the stars you love. I'll see you next week, divas. Bye.